1: Hello, this is Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr., East Denver Bible Baptist Church. Welcome to our podcast, uh, Eternity Viewpoint. Uh, we were, we are speaking out of Second Peter right now. And uh, thank you if you've had the opportunity in times past to listen to us, or maybe you're listening for the very First time today, I want to welcome you to the podcast, and I have not been able to do them consistently because of some physical issues I've had, And uh, but I'm looking forward to sharing with you a little bit today and continue to pray for me. Sometimes I struggle with uh, some things going on in my life physically, but uh, trust that I can be a blessing to you, and the Bible says we need to uh, uh, take advantage of the time that we have, take advantage of the opportunity. No matter what might be going on in our lives, we have a, an opportunity for God to bless and use us and trust that he will. So it's not a question sometimes of how great you are or how, how much ability you have, but are you willing to be available? Are you willing to be used of God? And I understand that uh, I don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. I don't have a guarantee of how much more I'm going to be able to do or for how long, but I want to take advantage of the time that I have, and I trust that I could be a blessing to you, and if you have an opportunity to go forth and serve the Lord, I trust that you will. So we are in Second Peter, and chapter 2, we finished out last time about talking about uh, the rapture and things coming, and... The difficulty, we we looked a little bit. We'll go back and read just a little bit, uh, maybe pick up with verse number uh, 4 of Second Peter chapter 2. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. So uh, we know that uh, the sin that was in the world, uh, we we know that a third of the angels of heaven were cast down. Uh, Satan uh, took them, and those are his demons today. They were cast down to hell, and they have been delivered into chains of darkness, to be reserved under judgment we know all that's going to happen as far as satan and his punishment is not all over with yet it's going to happen but we know at the end of times we're victors and he's a loser and his people and his angels are losers the bible says uh talking about uh originally hell was created for the devil and his angels but the word of god's on to say the Word of God goes on to say that hell hath enlarged itself. And so Satan is trying to take everybody that he possibly can to hell. And we know in the day of Noah, the Bible says that uh, God gave Noah a command in Genesis, and uh, he told Noah to go out and build an ark. And Noah went and built the ark, and it took him 120 years to build it. And during that time, there had never been rain, and God said there's judgment coming on the earth. There's going to be rain, and uh, you need to get into this ark for safety. And uh, you know what? There were people that were not willing to listen. So Noah preached for 120 years, and the only converse he had was his own family. And finally the day came, and God says, okay, you're going in, and I'll shut the door. And I, I honestly believe this, and I don't know if I can prove it theologically. I just think that the Bible talks about, and, and somebody wiser and smarter than me might have some other thought on this, but in verse number five of Second Peter chapter two, it says, he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now, I think it's quite interesting that they say, they speak of Noah as being the eighth person. And you say, well, why? And this is just my thought, and I haven't seen uh, somebody else speak about it, Uh, but I believe that uh, the reason it says Noah was the eighth person is we know that eight people went into the ark. And I think that, uh, you know, we talk about preaching in church and giving an invitation, inviting people to come in to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and I believe, you know, that pastor will stand up as long as he can and, and and urgently beg people to come to put their faith in Jesus Christ as long as he has the opportunity until it's just quite evident that no one else is going to respond. And I think Noah, even the last day of life before the flood, as that rain began to come or was getting ready to come, but anyhow— Noah's standing at the door of the ark, and Noah's begging for people to come in. And I don't know that Noah knew at that particular time that, you know, nobody else is coming but your family, and uh, that's going to be it. But I think Noah made sure that every one of his family got in. So he had seven people that went into the ark, and yet uh, he was still hoping to have others. And finally, God just told Noah, you're going in, and I'm shutting the door. And Noah was the eighth man, the eighth person. He was a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah unto ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly and delivered just a lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. So think about uh, all that God does. First we see God sparing not the angels. We see the old world that perished, and yet Noah was saved with his family. And then we later on see the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, that are turned into ashes that condemn them with an overthrow making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly and you know what people still don't get it people still are not willing to put their faith and trust in christ people are still willing to live wicked lives people still don't think it matters how you live people still don't think that god's plan is the best plan people still think they're other ways to go to heaven. People still think that the Christian is a narrow-minded bigot. People still think that, uh, you know, uh, if it feels good, do it. People still think it's more fun, as the Bible talks about pleasure and sin for a season, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There's a lot of people still thinking that type of thing. But you know what? Lot went through all that difficult time with his city, these people that were wicked. He was vexed with his filthy conversation, with the filthy conversation of the wicked. The Bible says, For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So you know what? There's going to be a lot of things that don't add up. There's going to be a lot of things that are difficult for people to understand. There's going to be a lot of uh, questions about what's going on in the world. And as I said, why do bad things happen to good people? And why do people uh, ignore the preaching of the gospel? Why is it hard to get people to come into the doors of a church? Why is it hard after COVID when the Everything else is going wrong. Uh, Why is it that people still don't want to follow Christ? We have a big food bank, but boy, you try to get those people to come into church, it's a difficult thing. Uh, People don't seem to be interested in the things of God. And uh, yet some cult group can just drag people away. Some people that don't preach the truth, they can get a lot of people to follow them. And uh, people that have a magnetic uh, Personality, they're able to draw followers. Doesn't matter whether they're truthful or not. Doesn't matter if they're preaching the Word of God or not. Doesn't matter if they know Christ as their Savior or not. People are willing to follow them and be drawn away. The Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But guess what? We are thankful that we have the wonderful promise that everything's good for the Christian that one day that be absent from the Lord or excuse me be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord I look forward to that and I trust that you will too god bless you and have a good night